Hello. Hi, Nick. Thanks for coming over. Good day. And, John, today I'd like you to welcome me to episode 35. Welcome. Thank you. It's very nice of you to have just walked in through the front door as we begin recording. I did. Fancy finding you here in your house. That's how this works. Sorry, studio. My studio. (laughs) Fancy finding you in your studio. My underground volcano studio. Yes. I, what, what's the topic today? What shall we not talk about? Oh, today? we're not discussing because the World Cup's just ended. So. Yes, we're not discussing whether FIFA should have to bring in the rule that where they have the cameras in the goalposts to see if the goals are scored. Instigated, right? Okay, yes. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> and to go with that non-discussion, mm. we are going back to basics. Well, today. no, no, we're not. There have been lots I think of you're fine. If you read the label. We're not going back to basics, no, we're going not. ahead of basics. That's true. Well, there have been lots of complaints about our There's been recent one pod- complaint. About our recent podcast. And many compliments. Telling us that we need to pull up our socks. I'm pulling my socks down, <laughs> almost to the point where they're, like, they're barely staying over my so, end of my toes. Be, there, there are no special guests, there are no little babies interrupting us. Nope. There are no girlfriends or wives. All we have today... We've, you, Nick's been divorced, I've done Laura. <laughs> yeah, uh, the baby's been buried. All we have today... <laughs> That's done with. All we have today is ourselves and a bottle. And the kitten tray. And the kitten tray and a bottle of rum. Are you showing the tray to the microphone? I'm showing the tray to the microphone, so I might take a photograph of this and put it on the blog. Yes, it's got three kittens. It's the frighteningest tray that's ever been made. Three upset kittens. Three angry kittens. But today we're having... We've had Tesco value rum Value rum. We've had Asda no frills rum. That's true. Today we're having Sainsbury's own brand rum, however... However... It's not value. No. They do have a value rum. They do have one. It's not basics. It's superior. Superior. So we're having superior rum Sainsbury's supine rum. It's traditionally aged in oak bottles. Traditionally it's aged in oak bottles, however... In oak bottles. In this case, (laughs) it's just regular rum. Bottles made of oak. Uh, It's funny, they're, they're no frills... Rum basically says this rum is terrible. <laughs> it says, no, it's, what does it what actually it's, say? What it says is uh, a little less quality, less, less refined, but a little less refined, but still mixes well at parties. Yes, which someone emailed us to suggest describes us as well. Yes. So what I'm going to do is, yeah, but then somebody else also did email and say that we were their second favorite podcast. That's right. To, uh, <laughs> hey, I knew you were so angry when yeah, you read that. Quite. Let me open this bottle. We should now. read some emails. Probably next week. We'll, I reckon, we'll do yeah. next week. Yes, exactly. Let's because we're too busy this week. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Because you think we keep asking people to email in, and then Nick replies to them personally anyway, making the whole thing redundant. No one's going to hear anything I'm saying because of that stupid I think it's noise. rude not to. And then... It uh, smells like rum, smell it? It's, it's still got that paint stripper mm-hmm. smell, but it's Absolutely. also got some rum smell in it too, yes. which is nice. We did okay. oog. And there won't be any oog, so the bottle is the wrong shape. No, oog. Oh, you were yeah. wrong. You As were. usual. As usual, you were wrong. I'm going to try to make it oog. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Excellent. Cheers, Nick. Cheers. No, let's no, clink. No, let's clink. Let's clink. Chink, as we've, I was so angrily told off for we, calling we, it. We've never... Cl- have we clinked before? I don't like clinking. Have we done it before on this podcast? I can't believe someone said it was racist to say chink. I'm not saying chinkies. <laughs> I'm not pulling slitty eyes and banging glasses. I must apologise for <laughs> John Walker's outburst. Let's I don't like clink this. our glass. Oh, you did it really hard as well. Yes. I don't like it. Mm, let's taste it. Sainsbury Superior Ooh. Dark Rum. Well, it's superior to Asda No Frills. Yeah, but, that's yeah. not very nice, is it? It's still not very nice. No, it's hot. it's quite hot. Oh, the aftertaste is quite aggressively awful. <laughs> and it goes into your throat. Yeah. That's not smooth, is it? It's like a recipe for instant heartburn. 
Oh, yeah, it is. It is heart heartburn in a bottle. You're right. Hmm. So like acid you... reflux flavor. So smooth and aromatic. If your lady friend or wife is pregnant, um, she'll be suffering from terrible heartburn because that's one of the um, symptoms. What do you mean? So you... lady friend, not wife. Yeah. People don't get pregnant when they're not wives. That's true. They can't. Um, it's not possible. Your vagina isn't open for business so, but, at that point. Yes, but if, if you wish to um, <laughs> sympathise with her, just drink some of the Sainsbury's Superior Superior Dark Rum, which will give you exactly the same symptoms. It's and, dis- and heartburn. This is... Hey, it's distilled in Jamaica and bottled for the UK for Sainsbury Supermarket. Jamaica? I wish you hadn't, because uh-huh. it's not very good. You did the homonym of Jamaica joke. Hmm. It, they, 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 homonyms are banned in Jamaica. They execute them. Do they? Mm. I don't blame them. Yeah. I want you to know that this is origin, the origin is Jamaica. The taste is smooth and aromatic. And with, the with, mm. is cola fruit juice or as, based, or as a base for cocktails. I think I'll try it with cola next time. I think it'll be okay. all right. A dash of it in cola will let's be not, Let's not evade this opportunity to discuss the word cola and the word Sainsbury's. What have we just learned about Sainsbury's? <sighs> there is the English disease... And the English disease is that the British palate mm-hmm. has had become, I have to say had become, not has now. Oh, this is very exciting. This is a, this is a watershed yes. day, in, in that landmark day in British history. Had become so degraded mm-hmm. that artificial sweeteners, in particular aspartame and saccharin and asulfame K, in this country, and people who listen to this from the United States or elsewhere will be very surprised to hear this. frightened. These artificial sweeteners are regularly added to the normal full-fat sparkling drinks. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Fanta, an orange drink in this country and indeed elsewhere, is all over the, uh, is all over the world uh, sweetened yeah. with sugar. Yeah, of course. Well, sugar's sweet. Right? Yes. Uh, whereas in the UK in the last 10 years, it's mostly, even the non-diet version, sweetened with artificial sweetness. So we basically, the British palate is screwed. Because you can't get away with that on the continent. As soon as you get on a Eurostar, That's right. um, all, all that sort of nonsense ends. So when we went into um, Sainsbury's today, we were very surprised to see that even the cheapest Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's own brand... 18p for, for two litres. Yes. Even their cheapest own brand, full fat, as we like to call it, i.e. non-diet drink, was very proudly boasting on the back that Sainsbury's has changed... And that they are no longer sweetening these drinks with aspartame or anything mm. else other than sugar. And they're no longer using sodium benzoate as a preservative, no, which is saying, a dangerous preservative. But they're saying they use sucralose. They will use sucralose. If you want to get diet drink, they'll use sucralose, which is like Splendor, which is still an artificial sweetener, which is not one I particularly like, but it's obviously better than aspartame. Yes. But the, the, so interesting thing, the, yeah, the interesting thing is that even the cheapest... Full fat version, like their full, so their, their, their cheapest lemonade a month ago would have been pumped full of sweetness, yes, yes. and it would have been particularly unpleasant if you would have tried to have some pims mm-hmm. because it would have had that horrible little soapy back taste. Whereas now, I know I am promoting Sainsbury's because it's a very good thing. If you buy your lemonade, even the cheapest non-diet lemonade but even the diet this is the, what well, you if you get the if you get the diet you'll be you you won't have aspartame which is good but if you don't want any sweeteners at all yeah, just if you just want sugar you can get the cheapest non-diet lemonade from Sainsbury's now 
is just sugar. And it's a bit of a shame that we have to announce it as if, as if it's, very, the, second, as if it's the second coming, but in this yes. country, it, it, it is pretty big. Is. Um, because this country does a lot of things particularly tackily and badly. Now, John, you went on holiday this weekend, didn't you? That was weekend, the most beautiful you? segue I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I, can you do me a favour and just move a couple of inches to your left? Because I, I really... Well, no, uh, that was your right, Nick. I'm very hot, and you're... Oh, this is a beautiful moment. If only, one, yeah. if only everyone at home could have shared that moment with us. Some people would have found it arousing. I would imagine so. I certainly did. Um, you, need to, you need to tell us about what you did this weekend, because you took your lady friend, Laura... My lady friend Laura, to who I dumped who, who before you, the beginning of this podcast. Yes, I, mean, yeah. I might go. I might allow her to go back out with me after we finish yes. recording. But while we're while we're recording, yes. we're dumped and divorced. Yep. Um, you. It's a lot more paperwork for you. Yes. <laughs> you went. You went to Dorset, didn't you? Devon, North Devon. Same thing. It's all the same. It's in the uh, southwest. And and of course, you made the mistake of thinking that that would be one hundred percent beautiful and lovely. <laughs> That's right. Well, no, we we the, the, the mistake was made a few weeks back when I was staying in a B and B in Malvern. We need to explain um, what a B and B is for our foreign listeners. <laughs> for our idiot listeners, yes. um, a bed and breakfast. Mm. Um, and which in the in the UK is traditionally a, a slightly large ho- house yeah, where with, a, with, the, a, with a strange lady with the own the owners probably a bustly lady mm. um, will let out a few of the rooms and cook and have your, rules cook for your breakfast and and so I stayed in this one in Malvern um, it's called Sevenside I'm very happy to promote it Does I it recommend have everyone says, no it is by the, by the Severn oh, River. Right. Um, and it really is on the bank of the Seven River. They're not exact. It's not these gross exaggerations. You step mm-hmm. out the front door and there's the Seven River. It's quite mm-hmm. a da- quite dangerous, really. Yeah. Um, no, but there's a little bank and it's lovely. It's very beautiful, um, a very beautiful area. Um, it, although Malvern isn't necessarily that beautiful, this place is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just really lovely. And then the room was incredibly comfy and it had all, all the but was facilities. The bed, was the bed comfortable? A large, beautiful bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the facilities that I am disappointed not to find in British hotels. Right. So I had, a, you know, a, there was a kettle with all the tea and coffee making facilities windows. that you would demand. It had o- opening windows. Mm-hmm. It had a lovely ensuite bathroom. It was splendid, absolutely splendid. Mm-hmm. And the breakfast in the morning was extraordinary, um, fantastic. So that was my that was my brain had defaulted to that sort of B and B. You forgot that uh, there are exceptions. <laughs> I took rules. I took leave of my senses, yeah. and so and so Laura and I booked this B and B in um, near Woolacombe. We were trying to stay. Silly names. It is a silly name, which is a lovely beach Should for surfing a... and so on. But neither of us surfed, but we did. No, so a lovely beach for surfing is in Hawaii or in Cape Town. You would in the United not believe Kingdom. the size of these waves. They're no, fantastic. I think I would. They're sort of been. Mm, that's all right for Britain. Yeah, all right for Britain. It's pretty good though. <laughs> I've never seen waves so big. It was very exciting. Um, yeah, so we went in there, and it was not good. <laughs> that's the end of my story. Oh, is it? That's great. Yeah, that's how it ends. Excellent. Anyway, I was thinking that um, this summer is really quite stuffy and hot in the UK, isn't it? Yes. Why don't you tell me what you did this summer, uh, particularly this weekend? <laughs> oh, okay. I suddenly remember my story. Yeah. It was a. St- it was such a strange place. It was. Um, it was very, very disabled friendly, which is a wheelchair access friendly. Which is always a bad sign. No, it's a good sign. No, I, mean, I don't think there it should is. be B and Bs. No, way. maybe there should be, but it's a bad sign because it means that they have a utilitarian outlook on life and the big ramps and handles area. But actually, it'll be quite a place devoid of character if they're able to do. No, this. it was. It was no, oddly it was enough, bad. it had much character if it, from like the early seventies. Yeah, um, exactly. But they had this very strange, this enormous ramp to get to the front door that there was no way around. You had to take the ramp route. Yeah, that's what I mean. Which was uh, most hilarious. Area slowed it low incline, and then to get to the automatic electric door at the entrance to this house, which is very peculiar. Um, and then you get inside, and we're met by a very um, not uh, 
She wasn't. I don't. I Stop mean. trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. She wasn't very nice. This well, lady. She wasn't very nice, and she wasn't. She should learn to be nice. And she, she was. Should... But she was. She was a strange lady. Right. I felt like she wasn't necessarily unpleasant out of unpleasantness. I don't know if she was just a bit odd. Right. Um. For example. Well, for example, she she barked orders at you. It's very strange. So then she took Laura to her room, and we'd booked two rooms, but apparently she decided which was whose. Right. Um. And so she's like, this is your room, she said, said to Laura. And then she moved very, very slowly. She was obviously physically handicapped in some way. Um, and so following her up the stairs became this agonising process. It was just, it just became increasingly awkward. Because we were, you know, trying to be very nice and polite. And then it just got quite funny how slowly we were going up the stairs. And we get to the top and she took me to my room and showed me in. And I said, um, is there a key? And she said, yes, it's downstairs. Which was... You know, odd. Well, it's difficult for her to get it. <laughs> and Laura said, well, we walked past the key on the way up. She'd just forgotten. But rather than saying, rather than what I'd expect from a bustly yeah. B&B lady, oh, silly old B, I left it downstairs. Yeah. And she went, it is downstairs. Like, it's <laughs> a fact I should have known. Yeah, um, and, uh, and so Laura said, well, for goodness sake, go down and get it, John. Don't make her come up the stairs again. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. It sounds like the League of Gentlemen. <laughs> it really was very League of Gentlemen. And then when I collected the key from her, I went down and collected it from her, and there was no kind of, oh, thank you for coming down, nothing like that. Yeah. It was like, her, her, she gave the key in my hand and went, you will pay now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I feel so welcome. The, the place in Morgan, I said, when should I, when should I pay the rest of the money? She goes, oh, any time you like, don't worry about it. <laughs> not, not this place. You will pay now. You, it's time to pay now. <laughs> um... <laughs> And paying was a giant palaver. She couldn't fathom that that, uh, that we wanted to pay. She set. require groats. She was she she required. It didn't have to pay in cash actually, which seven side did required. Which yeah. is but fine. So let us know well in advance. It wasn't a problem. But um, she couldn't fathom the maths. She got a calculator out to do the maths for Laura having paid forty pound deposit. Right. Um, only because and the only reason it was only forty is because she'd forgotten to charge us for two rooms deposit. And when I phoned to check that morning. Before we got there, there was a sudden kind of panic on the other end of the phone as they realised they'd only booked one room despite right. a painstaking process of arranging two at the originally. British holidays. Oh, terrible. it's so much fun! And so we got that. And then the, my favourite thing about the place was the air fresheners. Mm-hmm. They had these, they were about, uh, about 10 inches high, white plastic boxes. Right. And they were in every bedroom and every room in the house. They were nailed to the walls in the corridors. Mm-hmm. There were three, I, we counted, in the dining room. <laughs> And they all, every minute to two, two it minutes... It worries me that the, pray, the place is in such need of, <laughs> every, of mask of... Uh, yes, every two minutes they, they would go... There would be this kind of whirring sound and then suddenly... <laughs> <coughs> as it coughed out a puff of this, this, this as smell... As you were being was, gassed. Yes, exactly. And it was just, like, we found them both. We, each in our rooms were being terrified where that sound was coming from until we traced it and <laughs> found out what it was and managed to turn them off. Mum is going off every 30 seconds. <laughs> well, every 30 seconds. Obviously, thought you stank. <coughs> you stank at me. Yeah. Obviously, thought you stank a lot. It really must. And it was. It was, it was a good air conditioning, though. Uh, oh, yeah. No, there was no air conditioning. Right. Um, there weren't even fans in the rooms. No, did you ask for. There was a fan in my room in uh, Sevenside. Did you ask for a fan? I didn't even try. Um, the shower, the shower's in my shower. I turned it on, and it was just I la- I just bellow laughed. I, I was just so a belly laughed. It was so funny as I turned the shower onto full, and it just went this bare trickle as the water ran. It took its tension, kept it to the side of the shower as it as it ran down. He was a, the 
Coriolis effect, I think it's That's, called. Is that right? Like, something like that. Yeah. It was just brilliant. And I couldn't, it wouldn't get hot. I turned it all the way to max and it got vaguely warm after a very long time, after about 10 minutes of running. It went from, I was about, I'd resigned myself to a nice cold shower, <laughs> got under it, and then at that point it, 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 it got a little bit warm. Right. But it was a comical amount of, I was standing under about five minutes before I noticed myself getting wet. It was, it was so bad. And that's only because you made a wee-wee. But, <laughs> but as it turns out, I had the better shower. Really? <laughs> Laura's shower in this wet, she had a wet room like a, she had a disabled <laughs> access room so it was like there's all one that's room so depressing and there's all like red, you're in a clinic. red cords dangling from the ceiling everywhere that we wanted to pull up oh I hate those places and the, the shower in her room when she turned it up to hot all the lights dimmed <laughs> <laughs> I'd worry about that no exactly she I was like, like the... she leapt out of the shower and uh you know <laughs> um, it was just brilliant oh these it was just such a funny place and uh, breakfast was dreadful. I'll show you the photograph of the egg. It's on my blog it's if you a, want to see a, the photograph a, of the it's egg. A, it's a rusty, a rusty egg. This, I was eating it and I turned it the other way up and it was a dark grey colour underneath. <laughs> yes. It's like, Laura theorised it must be Teflon. Yes, which is carcinogenic. <laughs> of course. Um, so, but the beds were comfy. <laughs> no. My, I had two beds in my room, two single beds, very narrow single beds. <laughs> and... Um, one of them was they could have shared. one of them was reasonably comfortable, mm-hmm. and it made explosive sounds every time I moved. <laughs> just phenomenally loud sounds. And the other one had all the springs on the outside, as far as I could tell. And that's the one I had to sleep on. Oh, excellent! So I was, and I was, I was a good foot longer than either bed. So my legs, gang- I'm only five eleven, and my oh, legs were dangling over the edges goodness, of everything. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it was so much fun in my yellow, orangey yellow room. Well, Victoria's dad has bought a new bed for his spare, one of his spare rooms now, which we were sleeping in, and Victoria's legs dangled over the edge. <laughs> wow, Victoria's one uh, foot <laughs> Which is, which is, you can imagine the ridiculousness of <laughs> Now, So the, I'd like the, to say I had an excellent weekend at the B&B. I, I, these things only make it better, I think. Don't right. you agree? Yeah, but I mean, one mustn't try and have a, a nice holiday in Britland. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. I mean, they are... They, the, this country just cannot do hospitality. Can't no. do it. Doesn't know how to. There are the occasional exceptions of the cosy this and the twee that, but mm-hmm. all in all, well, I'm, I'm going to keep plugging Seven Side in Great Melbourne. Yeah. It was, it was all in all, they can they do it? Or if they do do it, they make such a fuss of it. Like, oh look, oh look, look, we're we're giving you a parcel of um uh, of of um soap. The, That's in, right. In, 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 oh, in now the, I want to say some things in favour of this B and B. One uh, in the in the bathroom, they didn't have those tiny novelty bottles of shower gel. They had a nice big squirty container of it, so it's plenty. And in the breakfast room, as awful as the breakfast was, um, they had a full bottle of Heinz squeezy ketchup, and it wasn't hadn't been refilled. So, with so you didn't need to bring, You didn't need to make cheap. use of your emergency ketchup. Bottle. I didn't, although I did have it with me. I didn't need to make use of it. You didn't have to use your. You do. We did have to right? use it, of course, when we went out to eat. It well, had to that? be used then. Because there was, you know, the ketchup on supply was in sachets. <laughs> and so I had them in my emergency supply in my bag. In fact, one of the waitresses noticed and laughed out loud and seemed very pleased that we'd done that. Good. Well, I mean, why, were they mingy with their sachets? Oh, yes, yeah, so two sachets per, per table. <laughs> well, that's nice. I always, I'll just tell them, I've forgotten about <laughs> two the... Two sachets per table. I'd forgotten about the coffee. I wanted to get... Obviously, I like to have a mug of decaf coffee in the morning. Yes. Um... And uh, so we get there, and on the Saturday morning, uh, I asked if I if they had. She said, "What would you, she, she ordered us? Every question sounded like an order. What do you want to drink?" Uh, and um, Laura asked for tea, and that was no problem, obviously. And I said, "Do you have any decaf coffee that isn't instant?" And she said, "Do we? Uh, what?" And I said, <laughs> "That's like saying, do you have any bluegies, bloody <laughs> blinky blook?" <laughs> exactly. And I said what it again, blook? and she looked at me like I was mad, and said no, and, and went away. And then suddenly <laughs> she appeared behind me once again and said, "What do you usually drink?" <laughs> 
was a question. What do you stop what? being? Stop being so arch and tell me what you drink. What or you... You're not trying to trick me <laughs> yes, out, right. man. Well, no, her question was, what do you normally drink? And I said, so I said again as plainly as I could. Have another sip of rum. I said, I don't want any more coffee that de- decaf coffee that isn't instant. Why she, are you making she, all these as stipulations? She, as she turned around to walk away, she went, "No, we don't have that." Mm. <laughs> as, she, as she turned to walk away. So what did you have instead? Um, uh, that morning, I had I, I had some of Laura's horrible tea. Right. Um, the next morning, the, as we got back to the B&B on Saturday night, Laura spotted a little mini cafetiere on a tray left in the guest lounge. Right. And she's and I swiped it, took it up to my room, and then before breakfast the next morning, I made I we bought I got some instant some not instant some uh, proper coffee with me. Right. And so I made myself a little pot of it and brought it down to breakfast with me, and I poured it into my mug, and then we just knew if she saw it, she'd become so confused yeah. and possibly angry. So yes. I quickly slipped the cafetiere onto another table. So I just had a full mug of coffee on the table, <laughs> and when she arrived to ask us what she wanted to drink, she just kind of looked at it, but it was obviously too much for her to she deal with. Couldn't really compute. She just blanked she it just out. She just discounted that <laughs> variable. Her eyes removed it. That was just anomalous data. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Uh, so I saw, that's how I managed to sneak myself a See, I picture her with a bun but I imagine she didn't have no, a bun no she just had quite, quite short hair oh right well, she... I feel terrible because I'm concerned that she might have been uh, handicapped in some way and I've just been mocking a, a, a lady so? I shouldn't have and, and then should have. To... but then she was running she, the she B&B, running B&B, B&B no, for goodness it didn't say sake. on the website warning run by a mad woman <laughs> so... oh for goodness sake she was running a B&B so she should uh, and but you loved the seaside, and you there was soft, yes. soft. I don't, white I, don't, I, don't, I don't really want to identify the place, just because I feel like it's bullying, because it's just an older couple well, running. You should a bully it as rubbish. But I'm going to say people can figure it out. By the, the 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 man who runs the place is genuinely called Michael Hunt, which is something Mike. you don't come across very often. When I looked on the website, Mike. I saw the last name was Hunt. Mike Hunt. Yes. When I saw that the last name was Hunt, I thought, every time you see Hunt, you of course have to check to see if the person is called Michael. And when he actually was, it took me two or three reads to believe my eyes. I was so pleased. His parents must have hated him before he was born. Mike Mike Hunt. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but but, okay, the the B&B's rubbish, but the British Seaside's lovely. It's a bit like, I don't know, Barbados. (laughs) Exactly. Well, actually, do you know what? I recommend Woolacombe. It's it's got a proper sandy beach. It's not really, those, it's, really. It's not one of those not, beaches it, which is like just really fine pebbles. So it's really, just, but even in Cornwall, I've gone to beaches there that look like they're sandy mm-hmm. beaches, and it turned out to be that horrible grey, grainy stuff. No, or, or you stand on it's basically this weird white clay that looks oh, like, right, and it's massively no, this compressed. Was actual real life really? proper sand. So you can make a sandcastle. You, I made I made a sandcastle like object. A sand cathedral. A sand, <laughs> I made a sand theatre. Right. Um, I made something with a tunnel going through it. That's how good the sand was. Mm. And the sea? And the sea was fantastic. A big wave. Huge big waves. Really exciting fun waves that knock you over when you stand up. And it hit you and you go flying. Ilfracombe. It's not just down the road from Ilfracombe in Woolacombe. Woolacombe. Which is apparently a nicer beach. I, we didn't go to the beach in Ilfracombe, but people tell me. And there's lots of surfing going on there. Lots because the waves are big enough to surf. But the problem with the British countryside... Not the British countryside. The British, British seaside. Is that most of the time, the buildings there and the houses and that just look like normal sort of council estates of 70s things. They're not mm. built with any notion of there being the sea. It's not like you suddenly have some art deco frontage or anything like that. It's just like, if you turn your head, there could be no sea there. Il- Ilfracombe, is an, Il- Ilfracombe is a proper British seaside resort. Mm. Uh, Woolacombe is, is much more minimalistic. It's just a few buildings and then the sea, which is kind of what you want. Mm. Um, and the parking was not astronomical. £5.50 to leave your car all day. Right. Which seemed reasonable. Did you leave your car all day? We did on the Saturday. Then on the we went there again on the Sunday morning. No, no, Friday afternoon we went there, and then Sunday morning we went swimming again. I see. Okay. It was very nice, and it wasn't freezing. It wasn't icy at all. Hmm. It was actually reasonably warm once you were in. 
Well, once you're in. Yeah. Once you're in. People... And we went rock pooling and we found a real starfish, a real life starfish. Which you killed. I wasn't quite sure if they were real until yeah. I saw one. You've seen them in tanks. Yeah, but yeah, but they're, they're just. They're, they're video screens, yeah, those tanks. Yeah, exactly. I still don't believe in seahorses, though. They are clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's just nonsense. We went to the deep the other day. What's the deep? Oh, the. Uh, which one? The one in. Um, the big fish in tank. In Hull. The big fish tank in Hull. I've been there. I've been there with you, haven't I? That's why I've been yes, there. Yes, that's why you've been Suddenly there. Suddenly anticlimactic, you remembered you were there. <laughs> yes. um, and, and there's a little bridge outside which I was walking across and I was just looking at something and dawdling. And suddenly I felt I, I, I was moved to the, other side of the, to the other side of the railing. Yeah. And a gentleman behind me had physically sort of shifted, lifted me up and shifted me to the side. Because apparently I, I hadn't, I, apparently I hadn't been getting the hint that he wanted to overtake him. <laughs> Wow. I just I couldn't believe what I, Victoria says. I was I was sort of clucking around like an angry chicken. I'm not surprised. Uh, was, can you imagine just doing being that? Picked up and moved. Just 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 gently moved to the side. I thought how cheeky. <laughs> and my brother, who does crap for my girl, said if it had happened to him, um, his immediate instinct would have been immediately to you know kick out and probably <laughs> disembowel him or something. But I was just it was just too surprising. You don't usually move on your on somebody else's volition. I, you you would do that because you're very impatient of people who are, are, are... I should not grab someone and move them out of the way. But you would. I will move people's trolleys in supermarkets when they just park them diagonally across the middle. And have you done that in front of people? Oh, yeah. I've very, very clearly moved their trolleys to the side. And? Well, they just tend to apologise normally, and I say that's no problem. So it is a now. problem because it's you... It's not anymore. I put it to the side. It's nice out of the way. <laughs> um, no, I you... To, you reminded me of one, one encounter I had this weekend. Yes. Um, a man, I think he oh, might be the, the most worst dreadful man, man I've yes, ever Yes, you were encountered. telling me that there was somebody who was and You may be thinking I'm thinking some, you know, some awful hooligan. Or was it? it wasn't, it was just so much more subtle than that, but I just really, really, really bothered me. Yeah, the subtlety I, I that just that makes bought, We just bought some ice creams in order that we could have change for the parking meter. What sort of ice creams? Uh, proper real-life ice creams. What flavour? Uh, I had rum and raisin and... Rum sticking to the theme. Yes, that's right, of course. And uh, another flavour. And... Right. And so on. And so, as I walked away, I should say, this is a stall, uh, an open-fronted stall yeah. ice cream place on, uh, along the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a, in hu- a huge sign is to the side of the window listing all their flavours. Right. And when you look inside, you can then see all the flavours in, the, in, in front of you, in the tubs. Um, I walked away. This man walked up, who had been queuing for a reasonably long time, because I'd been queuing too, and he was behind me. Mm-hmm. And he walked up, and he just barked at the very nice girl behind the counter. He said, so what flavours do you have then? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, awful, awful man. Like, yes. he accused her, it was like he was accusing her of not having told him yet. Right. Oh, I had something similar, actually, yeah? which I shall... A similar chap who also felt was the worst chap in the world. Yeah, maybe it was the same man. He may well have been. Because we, we were driving back from Leeds, which is indeed where we'd been after our detour to Hull. And we were at a motorway service station, Victoria was feeding Judith, and I'm afraid to say we went to the, the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken Emporium oh, therein. And in front of me was a gentleman yes, uh, who, was, who was ordering. And the people behind the uh, counter were perfectly nice. Mm-hmm. And so they, they took his order and they said, uh, and do you, want any, do you want any fries or drink with that? He says, and his face kind of bulged out. He says, I have come here just to order some chicken. Don't give me my chicken like I said. Wow. I thought that's so unnecessary. You know, of course he had tattoos yes. of the English flag on mm-hmm. his bicep and so on. And a shaven head. Yes. But, uh, and you know, the neck 
even you don't have that. The, neck, the re- that, that <laughs> even the... even someone as fat and disgusting. Yeah, but as me. A, it's a very specific source. Oh, of when you have working us... working class fatness <laughs> that, that does that. <laughs> Those little rolls, the little triple bump. Yes, and I thought yeah, that's unnecessary. You know, these people behind the counter they have a script. They a they have to ask you whether you want anything yes. else, otherwise they're fired. Yes, uh, and b even if they didn't, so what? You, you might you might have just orange oh, chicken because you sounded like you could barely speak English yourself. And they might have just wanted to clarify that mm-hmm. you understood, because no doubt if they would have just brought you oh, yes. your your seven pieces of chicken with absolutely nothing else, of course I'm, uh, you want some uh, fries with that. What are you talking about, you stupid Mike Michael Hunt? And <laughs> and and so they asked, and he was just so abusive and aggressive to a perfectly innocent question, which he could have just said no thanks to. What's happened to you, English people? You were supposed to be very polite people. Have I told the story before about when I was in Seattle at the airport? And of course, all American air- international airports in America have. If you go to an international airport in the UK, this is a rare instance of everything being. Yeah, they're, they're communist in America. You go into a, a, a vast shopping mall, a sort of yes. capitalist wet dream yes. of magic and wonder. In, in, like, you go to Heathrow Terminal four or f- three, four well, or five, and you're just treated with so no, many things. Thing to is, do. The interesting thing is, Heathrow has been a private company for some time. Yes. Whereas in America, they're still state run. Oh, are they really? Mm, usually, and there are one or two public private things that are just trickling up at the so moment. If, you, but... if you're flying out of Seattle, you have to get to, you go to your destination area, and there is there is a Burger King and a news agent, and that is the, all you it's have to do. More than you have in some, yes. That's true. Oh, my goodness. And so I was uh, at the Burger King, having nothing else I could possibly choose to eat. There was no other option. Mm-hmm. And uh, this man was next to me, and of course he was British. Of course he was. Because he wouldn't have been anything else. Started shouting at the girl behind the counter. Who, who's, her English wasn't good. Yeah. Um, and he was shouting in insults at her. I had just gone back to the counter because I'd ordered a burger and like the burger had arrived with I half the, the I hate the English. Half the ingredients were missing, so I'd gone back to get you know. A, 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 I'd obviously they'd obviously <laughs> given me the wrong order, yes. um, so I went back to get the correct one. Yeah. And so I was very politely saying, oh, "Excuse me, I'm, uh, this isn't the correct burger," and so on. And he was shouting, "Oi, can I get service, please?" Like from, he was standing, he was standing in the wrong place. He was standing where you collect food, not where you yeah. would order it. And he was shouting at this girl. And eventually, I just turned around and I said to him, "Please, can you stop shouting at her? She's done nothing wrong." And, and I remember I had been had I'd had terrible yeah. service myself. I'd got the wrong burger and all this. This man was just upsetting me so much. And when so you said much, stop shouting, what did he say? He just looked at me and absolutely shocked, and just started shouting at me. And I was like, "No, you, you've got no right to talk to her that way. She's done nothing wrong. She's done nothing to you. Can you please be quiet?" And then what did he say? He seemed just more shocked than anything. Did he? But respond then he, to you? He, he did. I can't remember what he said. He was some nasty, was like an older guy in his fifties with, a, with yeah. a rubbish beard, and I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. And he was beard. just. <laughs> I've got a beard. You've got half a beard there. I've never yeah, seen yeah, this. Yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know you could. Oh, okay. I think you should grow a hefty, impressive beard. James Randi-sized beard. <laughs> yes. I think you should. Father Christmas marks. Because I think we should bring up James Randi because you mm-hmm. recently declared that you're psychic. And I'm a little concerned about I you. I am, I'm psychic. <laughs> Nick has decided he's psychic every I can tell via, via John, the way John types in his, in, in his IM messages to me his, his moods. Can you, can you, I want you to do, I'm going to test your psychic powers. I'm going to can't think, predict. Oh, you can't, I'm going to think of a number and I just want you to tell me what number I'm thinking of. You're thinking of number twelfty. I think you have pi. Twelfty? No, you're you incorrect. Were. Well, twelfty is basically pi. <laughs> I don't think you can argue that twelfty is anywhere close to three and a bit. It is. Three and a bit. Or, as Jesus says, three. <laughs> so what Jesus says? Yep, I think you'll find when you look in the Bible, pi is three. Pi is three? Is that can right? Imagine what the world would look like if pi were three. If you would like to imagine that world, email podcast at rumdoings.com. And we'll and never read your email out on the podcast <laughs> and Nick might reply to it in private. If you're a good geometer, 
Tell me what the world would look like. I wonder if, if my, telephone, my telephone ringing in the background. I wonder if it's being picked up on the microphone. You can tell it's a cold call. Yes. Because otherwise, no one would let a phone ring for this long. No. no I wonder what they're right trying to tell you that they'd like to sell. Well, how, what do you do when someone cold calls? I answer and I say hello. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have a lovely discussion with them. How long do you keep them on the phone for? As long as I can. <laughs> yes. I have. Um, uh, I've unfortunately I get so many now, two or three a day on, on bad days, but mostly once a day. Um, and we are on the register and blah blah blah. We've done of everything course, we can yes, to stop them. Those are real. Um, register my yes and Michael Hunt <laughs> and so I um there's fortunately I've learned to recognize if you pick up the phone and there's silence for more than a beat yeah. I know it's them because they're obviously they're waiting to see if they've got a connection yeah. so I just put the phone down so I get away with it most times but a great tick, trick that my friend Stu taught me is you can say to them um you, get, you let them talk for one and you interrupt and go oh, I'm very sorry someone at the door can you just hold on a moment and you just <laughs> put the phone on its side and then just go off and get on with your day Right. Just see how long they'll stay on the phone for. <laughs> have you tested that? Yeah, yeah, I have done it a few times. And how long? I feel a bit mean because I know that they're just doing their job and so on. But yeah. it's not aggressive. I, I think that the problem is when you are aggressive or rude. No, it shouldn't be aggressive. What um, you should just do is... Um, I mean, it's very easy just to say whatever they're calling you about, you just say something that makes it obvious that you are not in the demographic. So, for example, if they call you and suggest that you might want to... Um, Buy some timeshare. You already say I say I've already got eighty-two timeshares. I don't need any more. Oh, I love I love saying fantastically silly things because they're mostly um, pretending that we've got massive amounts of debt that we need to clear up. Right. Um, or they they're my favourites. We're phoning from Microsoft. Right. And we want to install some free software on your computer. Oh, that's now, lovely of Microsoft. Both my housemate Craig and I have gone free software. Have gone through. Yeah. Have allowed this one to run as far as we oh, can. Oh, I'd love to run this one. I would record and it. And they um, they. I, man- I managed to, and it took me a really long time. I think I must have been on the phone for this program for about 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And I managed to get her to finally admit she wasn't Microsoft. How? And it took so much, just by constantly... I was incredibly nice to her. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where she cut herself off and then called me back to carry on the conversation. <laughs> it was just so funny. Um, and she was like... I was so polite to her, and eventually I, just by- I won her over with kindness, and she finally told the truth and admitted that she wasn't really Microsoft. And they were this New Zealand... No, they were a company that have been in New Zealand and various other places before. Um, and I found that she she get, told me their name, and I found their website, and they are nothing to do with Microsoft. She never broke that lie. She said that they were hired by Microsoft to do this, and right. they aren't. And what's um, the they, illeg- they, they illegally use they Microsoft. Illegally. And it's software that allows them to, if when your computer breaks, yes. when you have a problem, they can get in, they can get to your computer by the back door, so it's a root and fix it for you. So it's a root. So essentially, they're asking you to install a rootkit <laughs> on your computer. Well, not essentially. They're asking you to install a rootkit. That's very kindly. Could you mind installing uh, a backdoor access to your computer so we can access all your files at our liberty, please? <laughs> And so Craig and I both know what we're doing, and so we let this run and run until we let them get to the point where they're trying to get us to install the software, which, by the way, isn't free. It ends up costing £38, I think, by the time they get to that part of the story. Um, and we're like, Do you, no, we're not this stupid. You should have done it. You should have installed it on a computer just to see what happened. Could, yeah, it would be interesting to set up a, a computer yeah. just for this sort of thing. I would. A honey trap. Yeah. I've not had that. I've not had anything so, so exciting. <laughs> you, it's usually about timeshare or telling me why I want to not use BT anymore. Oh yes, well no, ours are BT. BT. This is we are from calling you from BT, and they aren't, and they aren't yeah, of offering you fantastic offers. Or um, they, oh yes, you'll be receiving something in the post in the next few days. Which one I like to ask them what my address is. Yes, oh, they come I, a little unstuck at that point. I know it was quite funny. Um, the other, yesterday I was at my parents' house and I answered their landline because they were outside doing a barbecue, and it was Sky TV were phoning, mm-hmm. say that they'd had reports of bad signal. Yeah. And they were going to fix it for us. Oh, okay, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. 
would you like me to? It says, first thing we need to do is you need to give us your postcode and your Sky customer identification number. Yes, of course. I said, um, no, your Sky. <laughs> you, 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 you know that. <laughs> yes. So can, can you give that to me, please? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, sir, we can't. <laughs> uh, we want you to. I said, why do you want me to? Because... And he just said like that, just trying... Yeah. He said, because... <laughs> and then just hung up? No, because they said, because... And they said, an engineer will be calling you later today, and then hang up. <laughs> yes. I love when they just panic and hang up. <laughs> it's so yeah. much fun. Yeah. There's, oh dear, Craig, my housemate, likes to push it as far as he can. We both of us like to tell more increasingly outlandish lies. Yes. So we were, the, the debt ones are always the most fun, so we just try to imply debt beyond anything they could ever help with. Right. So we, I think, I, I think uh, Craig once started almost crying on the phone, talking about being millions of pounds in debt. Right. Just begging them for help with it. <laughs> we, so, and Craig once brilliantly managed to get one of them to reveal all the personal details about himself. He managed to find out his age, date, his date of birth. Right. What car he drives. Craig right. <laughs> asking increasingly personal questions. Excellent. <laughs> I, I, we, we, in a similar vein at work, we actually have a phone number which we put if, if a sales call, call, sales call comes through. So, oh, I'm sorry, we don't deal with this. I'll just put you through to the chap who deals with mm-hmm. this. And it's a voicemail number always where uh, the voicemail goes on for a, for about the introduction goes on for about three minutes oh nice and it's just this this very confused sort of uh, uh, indistinguishable <laughs> accent oh hello my name is Jeremy Parkes I'm very good to speak to you I'm not here at the moment with music playing in the background <laughs> and that kind of thing and it's very interesting uh, we've only ever had one person ever actually get through to the oh, end really? and leave a message and ask <laughs> to be called back <laughs> but that's very useful so well you could try that at home you say yeah. oh no you need to speak to I'll just put you through and then you just have some rambling voicemail message <laughs> and see what happens. You should tell our listeners about Gerald. Indeed, this chap yes. is called Gerald. Oh, Ca- Ger- of course, Gerald is called Gerald as well. We right? call him Gerald Camillo Pardis. <laughs> we'll tell him about Gerald the email response as well. Um, yes, well, no, you can. I've forgotten about have it. You really? Yeah, it's so old. I don't know if you're refusing to say it just because it's in case any of your customers have been tricked by it. They probably have been, so probably best not. <laughs> But it was it was a it was an email client that was able to take pass sentences from your email yes. and reply seemingly like it was responding to <laughs> yes, what you said, but yeah. in increasingly broken and confusing yes. English. But then also adding in insults as well. Yes. <laughs> so you could end up having the most fantastic conversations yes. with Gerald. I think uh, I think once a real customer was redirected to the oh, no. by mistake. <laughs> yes, of course. Thank heavens. <laughs> uh, I've forgotten about Gerald. I should. See if that still works. <laughs> you should. Gerald was great. It was a very, very good service that only, <laughs> only we offered. Um, yeah, that's right. The Positive Internet Company, everybody. Yes, indeed. Positive-internet.com. Oh, dear, we're rapidly approaching. Ending. We're rapidly, oh, we've got five, seven minutes left. We're rapidly approaching the end times. The end, is that right? Yes. That's good to know. It is. Have you ever heard anyone predict the end of the world outside of their own lifetime? No. No. no, never, never. Twenty twelve. That's right. It's always <laughs> going to be within the next twenty or thirty. Wasn't well, that that was the that, that was how the Jehovah's Witnesses began? Yeah. They basically said, "Oh well, there'll be the end times in eighteen something or other, then nineteen oh four, then I don't." And then eventually, they just gave up predicting. Just said, "Oh, sort of, yeah, they're coming soon enough. Coming soon. <laughs> coming soon to I an entire the, planet near the you. End times will be in." Twenty-three eighty-seven. <laughs> I think it's going to be thirty-one thirteen. Right, that's when it's coming. 31. You watch out, young people. Yes, thirty-one thirteen. 
That's when the, the universe is coming to an end. The end. Well, it's going to happen when the BP bubble bursts. Yeah, talk, I read about this. Basically, the big story, apparently, that I don't know whether this is just a crazy conspiracy theory or mm-hmm. this is genuine. Um, it, it's not simply a pipe that's ruptured. Their drilling has destabilized the whole area. It's a, you know, the, the, the seabed is now basically fracturing. Right. And apparently there are vents of uh, gas and indeed oil coming up from all over the seabed now think mm-hmm. of it like you've shattered this the, the, this this delicate dome if you like that's now yeah permeable and there's forming beneath it a very 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 large compressed bubble yeah of methane mm-hmm. and once that bursts through all in one big bubble it'll travel at about supersonic speeds emerge just kill everybody in the vicinity and cause a tsunami the size of which we've never seen before. Fantastic. Well, it happened 55 million years ago, apparently, there was yeah. one of these. Yeah. They wiped out quite a lot of life on the Yeah, you know, BP have always been quite bad. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen their petrol prices as well? I don't know. Kush tisk. Petrol costs quite a lot of money, doesn't it? I only just got a new car and it's, it's all suddenly dawning yes. on me. I think it's... it's you a, were thinking, oh, these train tickets are expensive. Yes. Why not just drive? Like, oh, my goodness. Half as much. Again, the last time I bought petrol, it was around 88p a litre. Yeah. Now it's £1.20. Uh, £1.20, yes. But it was over one pound twenty last week, and this week I think it's taken a dramatic drop to around one pound fifteen. No, one pound eighteen today. Oh, is it going back? I've up never again? seen anything so variable. It's weird. You don't have any such variable pricing in anything. No, it's true. In it, it, that you do, you know. Imagine you went to a shop. Oh, milk today is two pounds twenty, but yesterday <laughs> it was only one pound eighty. <laughs> I mean, they just pull out a big like a one arm banner, yeah. and all the price goes ching 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 ching. Yeah, I mean, and then you know how it, much that it does, price it does, will be. It does show you how unstable all of modern civilization is. That's true. That everything is based on this totally ridiculously um, volatile, uh, volatile and volatilely priced substance. Mm-hmm. I predict that the oil will run out. Do you, Nick? Yes, I know that's radical. It's controversial. I don't think it'll go on forever. I, I, I don't think it's abiogenesis. Some people in Russia believe that it, it wasn't actually produced by ancient little little organisms mm-hmm. being crushed, but that it was actually produced by some non-biological um, catalyzed mechanism in the Earth. All right. And it will continue to be done as a cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I believe that. Is there any evidence for this claim? No. No. <laughs> well, it's clearly... Hope. I think there's hope for it was, cl- it was clearly all made by God about 6,000 years ago. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, it got, God lost a lot of we weight. Should, we should write to God and tell him the earth needs an oil change, please. Yes. And we need a new filter. Those one's broken. Yeah. So, um, do you... You you were, you were going to talk about this man who shot himself. Oh, Mr. Moat. Mr. Moat. Are you sad about Mr. Moat? Someone asked me on Formspring if uh, he was, um, if I believe the medium exacerbated the situation and led to his death, and I decided on the spot, no, I don't. No, I don't. I think it's a, a, a series of events played that began when he started murdering people. Yeah, I think that was a pretty yes. big part <laughs> of it. Right. You know. But I think he got to himself at the point where he'd have to run away and eventually get caught, and in getting caught, these he could things are predictable. Life in prison or killing himself, and yeah. he chose killing himself. And, yeah, and he might. I mean, there's a chance that they could have caught him, and then he hadn't. But I, you know, well, the rumour is they tasered him, and the taser caused him to shoot the gun mm. or something. But then I think a murderer holds a shotgun to his own neck, yeah. put, putting himself in a potentially dangerous yes. position. Yeah, I mean, I can't say. I, mean, I, I, I think sadly he's dead. I do, sure. I do, I do think that he was mentally retarded. Yes, he, I mean, yeah, imagine I the child. A... Imagine the childhood he had. What would have been good? No, would no, have no, been I, to be caught. Uh, yeah, I think rehabilitated. I think, he, lovely, I, think but... I think he was a brain damaged man. And yeah. Anybody who suggests he isn't is suggesting that what he 
If you think he wasn't brain damaged, then you're thinking that he was normal. Yep. So clearly he was Maybe wasn't. you want to keep yourself away from any guns. Yeah, well, clearly he wasn't normal. No. Because otherwise he wouldn't have done that. Absolutely, of course, it's just ridiculous. He's a, he must have had the most horrendous ch- childhood, an yeah. awful life. I mean, he was beating his girlfriend. He was so much was wrong with him. Yeah. He was a dreadful Steroids. human being. Um, really dreadful human, and um, needed a lot of help. Steroids. Really. Yes. Yes. Oh, that size, I suppose. So. Well, well, my brother told me that he's decided that there is no scientific evidence that steroids causes you to become aggressive. Really? He says that he's he's decided that. Oh, he's decided. Of, a sort of. Well, he apparently he's read it in his papers. Yes. He says that apparently, if you're an aggressive and insecure person, you're the sort of person who will take steroids. Right. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if he's got any evidence for this. No. We should we should make him do some research. You'll have to mail podcast at rumdoings.com. Yeah. His wife knowledge. complained about the last episode. She was going to write in to complain, but couldn't. Well, be she should have. Yes. Clearly, she wasn't wasn't energized enough. Then, then we could have not read out her email That's as well. True. We will read out emails. We'll read out next, next week because we will because we're just lazy this week. We're very lazy because it's hot. It's very hot. The lassitude is terrible. Yes. Um, what was I going to? Oh yes, did you see about Paul Gascoigne? That's my favourite bit of the whole yes. most story. Yes. Did you see his age? Of, don't sneeze. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I, I like hate the hot weather. Yes. <laughs> it makes me sneeze. <laughs> um, yes, he turned up... What he, he turned up to look after his friend Moti. Moti. He, he turned up yes. with a blanket and some tea or something and a couple of pints of beer and something. Oh, to his mate Moti. He says, don't worry, Moti, Gaz is here. Sorry, he's 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 not Moti. a cockney. Moti, I don't really... Gazza is not a cockney. I don't know. I don't know how to do accents. Oh, dear. Just... Well, just to use your accent then. I did. So, say, don't worry, Moti. Don't, don't worry, Moti. Gazza's here. Correct. Um, and Gaz is another really damaged chap. Very, very damaged mm. chap. And uh, yes, and did you see what his agent said when asked what Paul Gascoigne was up to? No. His agent said he's doing what? <laughs> <laughs> that was his reply. I'm on holiday in the Maldives or something like that. <laughs> and I'm going to stay there for some <laughs> time. I'm never coming back now. Paul, who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this line's bunging up. <laughs> <laughs> but he did apparently. Went. He's doing what? Yes. That's lovely. Oh, poor old boy. Well, I suppose he sympathises with the uh, wife beating. That's right. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I think there was a, there's a man, a man called Bruce Everest. Is there? Who is? Uh, he worked for um, Imagine in the 1980s, and he was mm-hmm. um, he was in charge of their finances. And he would like it to be made very clear that he has nothing to do with the fact that the entire company went bankrupt, and to the point where one man committed suicide over the situation, and oh, had to have to had his uh, all they had all their cars repossessed and their fancy ways. Taken away from them. It had nothing to do with Bruce Everest, even though he's in charge of the finances. Was, no, of course, completely, just finance. It was someone else's fault. And any implication that he made at the time that he was involved was um, part of a propaganda campaign, he's now said. That he and made. It was actually not caused his company to go bust. No. Tape to tape piracy. Really? Tape to tape piracy. Despite the fact that all Spectrum games are having tape to tape piracy and most companies who back then became billionaires and yes. are still going now. Oh, I remember, yes, there's wine, this whining idiot, yes, tape Not to tape. Not most companies, obviously, but, you know, tape to tape. Tape to tape piracy caused it all. Even brilliantly, he wrote an article at the time, in, 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 and it's been scanned and put online since, in which he's argued that piracy had nothing to do with their, their sales problems. Yes, I remember. And now that. he angrily says that, he denies that he said I that, even though it's written in the article. Yes, is he also going to be tasered? Well, he announced on a forum recently that he was on Moti's side, it seems, because all women, he said, and I'm very pol- I do apologise for this language that's coming up. Well, don't, well, you all can women are, are, are snakes with tits, he said. That's an all, odd... All women. Well, that's your fault, you know. 
Your, that's your Adam and Eve mythology. <laughs> My Adam and Eve mythology that got him there. Yeah. He's a very odd chap, and he said that this this poor man was um, it was the girlfriend's fault because she harassed him. She mocked him by saying she was going out with someone else, dumping him while he was in prison. Never mind that he was beating her. Yeah, never mind. Um, it was this this awful woman drove him to it. Well, women can be awful. That's true, but that's fine, and <laughs> they can be very unpleasant, vindictive, nasty. You know, women aren't wonderfully innocent all the time. I know you believe that they're only... Oh, they're all beautiful uh, petals. Yes. But, you know, that doesn't mean that you should then go around shooting policemen. I don't see how one leads (laughs) to the other. I'm not not saying that she was perfect. (laughs) I'm sure she was vile. I'm not sure she was perfect. But I'm I'm just going to say, and maybe this is controversial, but I don't think what Raoul Moat did was right. No. Yes, and that's that's controversial. It's a bit politically correct. (laughs) I am. I'm being a bit PC. The PC (laughs) brigade has got to me. Yes, they have. But I'm not convinced you should murder people for going out with your ex-girlfriend. No, no, not until you've given them a trial. That's right. That's that's true. At least take them to court. I think you should be allowed to give them a good beating, obviously. Yes. I mean, how dare someone sleep with someone you want to sleep with? No, indeed. Um, uh, clearly, but, but at least you, they should be... But murdering them is just going a bit far. Yes, there should, they should, they should be due process. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and the good thing about Bruce Everest is he wants uh, libel laws in this country overturned, mm-hmm. so we can pretty much say what we like about him. <laughs> He'd be a hypocrite if he did anything about it. You know, but those are the sorts of people who then immediately run, yes. to, run to daddy when somebody says something nasty about them. He got spectacularly sued by... Um, it was all dropped in the end. It was, it was one of those situations where you you just wanted both sides to somehow lose. Mm. It was the company, the Ebony game, um, a Chinese, made by a Chinese company. Although, if, say, in saying made by a Chinese company, I have now incurred their, their legal yeah. wrath because they claim to be a Delaware company despite being registered but to a Delaware PO box yes. and all their employees working and living in China yeah. and the company clearly being Chinese. Yes. Um, and Everest discovered all this, but then he also went a bit insane. He started publishing the most extraordinary libel stuff, libelous stuff on his blog, and then was astonished when he was sued for libel. But they rather brilliantly sued him for libel in Australia. Why? Because they, none of that was the most inconvenient place they could sue him. Right. So suddenly I was on the side of libel tourism. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so anyway, we've rabbited on far too long. We have, much too long, and it's much too hard, and everybody should go outside and swim. <laughs> I think we've been just been told it's time to stop. Your cat has complained. Right. <laughs> that's right, that's enough then. Sorry, Dexter, we'll stop. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.